Hello everyone, welcome to Toonami Therapy. Today on January 26th of 2023, I'm Michael. I'm Tommy. And we're here to be talking about some of the anime we've been watching. Um, some of which is in fact on Toonami. Including some new anime we'll be adding um, in that was not on Toonami because it's our non-regular stuff. But um, yeah, speaking of which, uh, Crunchyroll still hasn't put up the new Spy Family. So we just watched the second episode of JoJo to make up for it. But we'll get to that later. In the meantime, we'll be discussing My Hero Academia episode 119. Um... So, let's see. Basically, the big uh, thing is that um, Shigaraki is all awakened and he's become super crazy powerful. And uh, Bakugo says, and I made sure to write this down, that creep um, has leveled up into a final boss. <laughs> um, so, he's super crazy powerful and stuff, but, they're, but they managed to lure him away. There's a whole lot of um, fighting with other characters that we see some of, and uh, Eraserhead, I, well, yeah, Endeavor, Deku, well, actually, um, no, Deku and Bakugo are only involved temporarily, and then they um, get kind of taken out of it. The point is that Endeavor's fighting um, Shigaraki, and Eraserhead is canceling Shigaraki's quirk so that he can actually be, you know, beaten and not be broken. Uh yeah, and that's all basically all the stuff that happened because Shigaraki's got all those quirks and powers and stuff now. So now he's well, he's leveled up into a final boss. Even though there's actually like there's actually a lot left of the story, so no, this is not the final boss yet. Yeah, so I'm assuming Deku is going to become the world's greatest hero, like he said at the beginning of. All those episodes back in like episode season two or so. So I guess this is how he's going to become the world's greatest hero. And um, but he says he's only using forty five percent, which made me think like, does he have like a, like a button or something that he pushes? It's like okay, I'm only going to use forty five percent this time. You know, next time I'll, I'll just hit the button longer and then I'll use 70%. Like, how does he figure out, okay, I'm going to use 45%. Like, that doesn't seem to be something <laughs> you can easily control, you know? Hmm. Yeah, but that's just a thing in uh, anime. I think we, we, we talked about this a week or two ago, uh, this one. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, uh, I don't know if I have that much to really say about the episode otherwise. Um, stuff happened, we got Shigaraki, and he's all pow and he's really powerful, so I, I guess that's that. Um, this, uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, not, yeah, sorry, didn't have too much to say about that, despite all the stuff I said. Mm -hmm. Okay, Made in Abyss, episode 22. So, um, let's see. They all uh, go, uh, basically, and now that we're finally done with all the flashback uh, stuff, there's um, 
Uh, oh yeah, so we do um, find out that the got the base. Well, to skip through a bunch of the um, talky um, stuff, what ends up happening is that uh, Rag um, has to fight a uh, the big like monster thing because it was um, going after Fopta, I think. And, um, so Rag has to fight that and, uh, uses the incinerator, which causes a big hole in the village barrier thing. So Fopta pops, that, that's her, that's her name, right? Yeah, that's Fopta. Um, yeah. who's, I'm just trying, there's so many weird names and I'm trying to remember which character has which one. And she's like, hi, I'm here. I'm going to destroy you all. Um, I don't know if she's powerful enough to do that, but I don't know, can't remember what her power is, but I guess that's what she says. Oh, and Nanachi wakes up. Yeah, we, we haven't seen much of Nanachi in a while. Well, um, Na Nanachi has been asleep for like the past 10 episodes. Yeah, that, that was a convenient way to write her out of the show. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, lots of action, which was kind of nice compared to the last two weeks. Um, I thought it was an improvement of an episode. And, um, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Okay, I, w I said like 10 episodes. I Sorry, I overcounted by about double. It uh, Not that she's been asleep for about five. Mm-hmm. Um, we do, we did find out, at least we got a time frame in saying that all that stuff in the flashback was 150 years ago. I'm still not sure how no one has apparently aged at all. Um, did, did, like, was, uh, did becoming, like, hollows make them ageless? But that wouldn't explain why Vueco, who didn't have that happen to her, is still, you know, here and, uh. It, like he hasn't aged at all uh, unless there was something about what they were eating or is it because they're in the barrier does that prevent aging i don't know maybe this explained and i was explained and i forgot uh -huh. but yes yes plot points are moving forward um after lengthy flashbacks and we're involved with the characters we you know know again uh -huh. so that's uh good um okay so we got yashihime episode 45 so um uh, uh let's see right so them um so last episode they weren't able to go back into the uh past but then, um, F, but then they're able to do it. So, uh, you, you just had to wait long enough for, and you can do it basically. As I said, it really kind of felt like it was just there to pad things out a little. Uh, they managed to, um, get, um, back there. We had some, uh, and you know, the grim comet thing is still, um, there. Uh, they have to deal with, um, and trying to remember exactly, cause I know, uh, the Osamu guy was, um, he was, 
what was his plan exactly? I know he was go he was um taking Rayon and going into the um comet to try to ac accomplish something, but it was bad, I think, but I can't remember exactly how it was working. I'm mm -hmm. sorry, I I'm drawing a blank on this for some reason. Yeah. Um yeah, he he's just engaged in evil stuff. That's pretty much all you need to know. And um, they spend like about 10 minutes saying goodbye. And then after they say goodbye, you think like like they're saying goodbye forever. And then it's like, oh, we'll see him again. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty funny. I was, I was thinking, I was like actually feeling emotional about it. I'm like, man, this is really sad. And then when, at the end, they're like, oh, we'll see him again. <laughs> I'm like, well, that just ruined the whole moment for me. I mean, uh, like, if, if they're going to see him again, go ahead and see him again. But don't tell me that right now because it, it completely kills the mood. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much what happened. You you got it pretty good. Yeah. Hmm. Uh. Yeah, was it? I know in the last episode he said a thing about killing all the demons, but I can't. I was that what he was doing here? I I'm just drawing a blank. I know he was doing something, but I feel like there's something else he was doing that was bad. I can't remember. Ah, I feel dumb. Sorry. Uh. Okay, so we got One Piece episode six o two. This is the problem. We because we record these a bit after we actually watch the stuff on Toonami, everything slips out of my brain sometimes. Um. So then we've got uh six hundred and two of One Piece. So uh basically um yes they're uh still fighting. The uh, big giant monster thing, and um, uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's pretty much all that happened. And uh, is Luffy like out of that jail yet? Uh, no, I think they're still in the cage. <laughs> How long are they gonna sit there? I have no I um no I uh dia did, did did they I feel like they um are they 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 weren't but um maybe we should like move the schedule and record this stuff a little earlier so I can remember these things uh better but maybe not this week anyway let me just uh you can double check yeah no I'm not um seeing any of that stuff basically it is um they're, uh, yeah, the, the guys are still fighting the stuff. Caesar Clown unleashed a bunch of poison gas that even kind of affected his, uh, um, subordinates. It's weird because I remember that later on in this series, he's basically played as more kind of comic relief. And I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, well, you're going pretty evil for a character who later on is just kind of like portrayed as more being like kind of pathetic and played for laughs. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Luffy's strong enough to get out of that. So why is he just like 
sitting there all helpless for all this time. Like, uh, because if I remember correctly, weren't didn't they put like the I can't remember what they're called, like sea stones or something, handcuffs on them? Because when those are on someone, it makes it so it makes it so they can't use their devil fruit powers. Oh, okay. Um, I I didn't know that. I wasn't around for the devil fruit part. So you have to explain some of the <laughs> One Piece stuff to me because. Yeah, I, I think they had something like that. Or maybe it was the bars were made of that which prevented them. I don't know. I'm I'm sure they had they used those that substance somewhere. It's it's basically, you know, it, it's it's like the One Piece version of Kryptonite. Do you need to make the super powerful character weak? Well, just have a character have that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, again, uh, you just, you know, we uh, progressed. You know what that reminds me of? I'm sorry. It reminds me of how in Inuyasha, like, at, once they got, like, halfway through the series, like, every time Moroku would go to use his wind tunnel, there would all of a sudden be all those hornets, so he couldn't use it. Like, and those hornets would always show up just so Moroku's power could be useless. And, and, and that happened so many times. That way Inuyasha could be the hero <laughs> and and Moroku couldn't solve it on his own. Yeah, it's, it's a thing where you have someone and they're a little overpowered and you need to come up with something to uh, fix it. Like when One Piece... Uh, it, it, introduced hockey because like the author was like wait i've made characters who have these powers to let that make them literally like made out of like ice or light or magma and it's actually not possible to hurt them i need okay hockey there now we got um h-a-k-i just for anyone who doesn't know <laughs> we got that that's how you can penetrate um that uh stuff and uh, and you know also it's basically just like the chakra spiritual pressure of the series <laughs> and, and, no 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 it's it's a nen in that it's a super important thing that is absolutely critical to fighting any one at the higher levels and yet it was never mentioned until later on in the series <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 literally um nen uh, in, in that way. The super important thing that everything revolves around, but wasn't inter wasn't mentioned until uh it, it but like wasn't mentioned until later on in the series. But it's not like Hamon, which was a useful for one part of JoJo and then never another part. Yeah, it, honestly, I just. I am do it never did establish whether Hamon could be used against stands. I was a little surprised it never um it it is a little weird that they that that was the important thing and then part three comes along and like, nope Hamon's um no um doesn't matter anymore. It's all about stands now. Kind of like the Hamon better. I I think I like the stands more in that it seems like there's more of a um. It's more of a, uh, it, it kind of feels like there's a more, like, di it lets you use more different, like, wacky abilities. Hamon was a little more restrictive. Although, on the other hand, part 
parts one and two of JoJo when we had the Hamon was it, it was like it had a different sort of format. After Stans got introduced, it became much more as like people would say, monster of the week in mm-hmm. JoJo. So, yeah. um, whereas before it was more about like longer, prolonged adventure, um, adventures with some bigger fights in them. Like the way the stories are told were definitely, um, the kind of structure was definitely, uh, different. I think I like the stand stuff more, but, um, yeah. Yeah. It, it, As we will get to Jojo, um, um, I just find it so stupid that they never realize, oh, it's a stand causing that. It it always mm. takes them so long to figure out that whatever's happening is the result of a stand. Well, JoJo's actually what we're supposed to discuss next, so we can jump right into it. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, JoJo 23 and 24. Basically, um, we get... Um, Right, so Jolene decides, okay, well, we got the disc and um, the bad guys decided to, you know, leave now. So we are going to go, um, we're going, so let's escape. Except then they have an enemy stand user whose ability is, um, well, it requires you to like touch the bar while trying to escape or what. The point is once it affects you, it makes it so you can only remember three things. Um, mm-hmm. and so, of course, the episode is basically about Jolene trying to figure out what's going on, and she's constantly forgetting things until she's able to finally manage to get, to arrange things correctly so she's able to fight, uh, the person whose, uh, stand is Jailhouse Lock. Okay, that's mm-hmm. actually a pretty cool, good one. Um, and, uh. And, uh, yeah, manages to, uh, win through that. And, uh, I, I guess after that, they're going to be trying to do the actual, uh, jailbreak. Yeah. I'm glad they're finally getting back to that because that was the part of the show that I thought was the most interesting. So I was happy with the direction that these episodes went in. So, yeah, this was, this was better this week. Now, what were you saying though about like uh, b- before? Before you, you said you would get to it, and I wanted to make sure you didn't um, forget about like this not realizing stand users or something. Yeah, I, I just I I don't get why it, it, it takes them like half an episode always to then figure out this is the work of a stand. You know, I mean they 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 should be used to it by now and. That that can get kind of tiring. Well, I mean to be fair, uh, like when you're when you're constantly forgetting everything. Um, well, I wasn't meaning this episode. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah, I thought I thought this was I liked these episodes for the most part. It was a cool ability uh, um, and made for an interesting battle. When that, a lot of it wasn't really a battle. It was trying to, like, her to work everything out so she could actually engage in the battle. The ending, the way it was concluded felt a little, like, forced. I think I was just looking at it like, okay, I guess that works. And then they went up. There was one thing that did bug me, though. So, 
Okay, so the stand um, they're up against, you know, it makes it so that you can only remember three things, which means, in fact, you can only perceive three um, things at a time, or else you'll forget about them, uh, unless, you know, you have some, like if you look in, uh, like, a mirror, you can see the stuff, multiple things, just because, you know, you're just remembering the mirror specifically, but, so, they, she manages to knock out the person who had that ability so she's freed from it okay that's fair enough but then they're able the person who's unconscious their stand is still able to affect the guards around them so that they can escape so if it's unconscious then how is it still affecting them if it's no longer affecting jolene after being um not knocked unconscious how does that how, i don't get it yeah I also wonder if you can only remember three things, like what three things, like your name. Like I, I, I think it means three things from the time the stand um hits you. You can remember everything prior to that, but after it's affected you, you can only uh remember three things at um. There's only three things and it starts affecting you. That's why Jolene could remember stuff like her name and all that stuff, but would be constantly forgetting everything she learned afterwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay, thanks for explaining that to me. Okay. So, yeah. But yeah, this was a pretty good episode. It did a series of episodes. I'm glad we watched two episodes because that covered the whole battle. Um, mm -hmm. and yeah, I, I guess we'll be getting out of the prison, um, soon, maybe. So we'll <laughs> see where that, uh, goes. Okay. Um, right. So we got that. Then it's blue lock episode 11. Um, well, uh, they win the game. Uh, yeah, that's what happens. The main characters manage to win uh, the game because of uh, our main character managing to put things together and all that kind of um, stuff. You know, I still cannot remember the names of a single person on this show. <laughs> I like just remember them as like, okay, the main character. Okay, that guy uh, that the like I can tell you their personalities and stuff. And by looks, I just can't tell you their names. I really should do something about learning it. But yeah, they managed to get through it. So their team, and for that matter, the team they were up against both advanced, whereas the other three teams only have one person from each of uh, them uh, advanced. Uh, Ego admits, oh, by the way, you guys, you're actually all the teams um, uh, here. There aren't any others. I just made you think you were the lowest to try to, to make you work harder. Um, which I guess does free up the uh, author from having to come up with more characters. Uh, and then they do a bunch of training, and then uh, and then Ego's like, okay, now you will do, I don't know, some sort of individual challenge um, uh, thing. And uh, I'm not exactly sure how that's um, going to work, but... Uh, well, we don't even know what they are. It ends with them yeah. about to go in and find out. So I, I guess this next um, bit of criteria will be about them trying to do um, 
trying to um, uh, go through. Sorry, I'm, I'm mumbling. Yeah, through whatever those are. And I guess uh, we'll yeah, see. these individual challenges that they're going to be doing, which makes me wonder how they're going to uh, divide time up amongst the, you know, 14 or how many characters we know about. You know, I mean, that that's a lot of characters. Uh, There's 25 people still in it, I think, because... Uh, soccer team. Each of the team had eleven people in it, right? Yeah. Okay. I, so, I, I, yeah, I know there's twenty five. I'm oh, just okay. saying ones that we know, you know, that we care yeah. about. I mean, there was a whole bunch of nameless, faceless people on Team V, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So I guess we're going to be. The, the big thing I'm getting is that since this is individual uh, stuff, they're not going to be going as a team. So it's going to be... Because the previous games were... So we started the show, and they had the characters, uh, like, you know, do that, like, basically game of tag with the ball. Then it came... Then they went and they did... Although it had, like, the extra twist thing of, oh, hey, whoever gets the most um, scores will advance if their team doesn't advance it was basically just regular soccer and yeah na- so now it seems like okay we're leaving behind the regular soccer games for something else so we'll see how it goes with that mm-hmm. one other question um why are they always when they're not playing going around barefoot i, I that doesn't make any sense <laughs> to me maybe they were forced to take off their socks I, I mean, I get that, like, they're given the uniforms and they're supposed to wear um, them, but why are they not being given shoes is my confusing point, because in an actual game, you'll be wearing shoes, so why, it, it seems like it's just something that could lead to someone's um, feet getting, like, damaged for no reason and of no advantage to, like, anything. And the other comment I had to do was I remember I noticed, man, he uh, our, the main character he can think really fast because we're talking about something that happens in a split second and he goes on mentally to monologue for paragraphs at one <laughs> point in this episode. Uh, all right, so we got that. Um, then we've got Ruby Ice Queendom episode eleven. Um, so, uh, the fight between the, the possessed Blake and Weiss is going on, um, and, uh, Ruby's able to, so basically it seems that what ended up we had to actually do was find the Grimm and defeat it, so I guess that's what we were doing. So Ruby does that, um, managed to snap Blake out of it. Um, no, no, they get Weiss out and then they do the same for Blake and then everyone's awake and everything's all good and, um, stuff. And, um, yeah, so I guess next episode is just an epilogue. Yeah, uh, so I had read online about this show, about Ruby. I, I just was reading something about it. 
and I was, and I read something about that there was like American politics involved. And I'm like, you know, I haven't even noticed anything political in this show yet. Well, here it came in this episode, and uh, and I I don't know. I I just I I thought it was really over the top, like trying to bang it over your head over these political things. I'm like, okay, this is obviously trying to get across a certain message. And it's not that I disagree with the message. It's just that uh, they're going out of their way to make sure you, you know, feel a certain way about it. So, yeah, I didn't like this episode too much. I thought it was too easy to get Weiss out of this after all this time. I was hoping all this time, and I was thinking that it was going to be Ruby and her having to go head-to-head in, like, a one-on-one type of thing, and that was how it's going to end. And, you know, Ruby didn't really have anything to do with them, mostly. She's kind of in the background. So, uh, yeah, I'm just really disappointed in this episode. It is a little weird that after spending all this time setting up um, stuff, it still feels really... How do you um, say it? It at the same time feels very rushed. It, it's I, I saw someone. It was about a completely different series and different thing, but they said that something managed to both feel rushed and drawn out, <laughs> which is kind of how this was the case here. Um. Yeah, it, after going taking so long to do all this, then when Weiss is freed and stuff, you just are left thinking, "That's it." Yeah. Um. Yeah. Also, after she's no longer negative, Weiss, uh, she sounds different, and I'm thinking, "Man, I like the way she sounded before better." Yeah, so did I. <laughs> It's it's not just a voice. It legit. It sounds. It weirdly sounded like like her actual acting got worse. <laughs> like like the the emo when she's like emoting and stuff. You know when she's all sad about or embarrassed about everything. I was like, um, the, the emotion here is not as good as it was before. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. So, I'm trying to think. I don't know how much I should be saying about my overall thoughts on the series because we've still got an episode left, even if that episode... I mean, I mean, the plot's done, basically. So, mm-hmm. all that's left is, I guess, an epilogue thing to maybe um, then gear us back into the original series. Because remember, this whole thing after the first three episodes has basically been a side plot. It's saying, okay, all this stuff happened off-screen in the show at some point. Um, so, yeah, it was, I'm, it was okay, I, um, guess, but like I said, it ultimately just did feel like it was simultaneously very rushed and very drawn out. Yep. Okay. All right. Then we've got Ruby Ice Queendom, and, um, that is all of our shows then um oh, wow we're already finished 
Yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't have too uh, much. Yeah, I guess. No, I, I think it's because Spy Family's not here, so it kind of feels like. Yeah. Well, we're yeah, we. Short. Yeah, we did. We did kind of drop some stuff, also. So yeah. So um, also there's some of them we just didn't have that much to say about. Um. Right, especially because uh. Yeah, I, since we kind of dropped off with Chainsaw Man, and that often led to a bunch of discussion. Because I was <laughs> listening to the last one, and I, was, and I was just thinking, oh man, there's I talked for way too long, and yet it's still there was some extra stuff I wish I had mentioned. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, we've gotten through all of that, so I guess we can just move into the top three stuff. Okay, so this is uh, more difficult for me to come up with this week. Um, uh, you go ahead. Okay, um, top three for me. Let me just look through some things, um, quick. Okay, for me, just looking at it, and I'm like thinking, man, I, I feel like there's some show that I'm for, um, getting. Uh, I, I guess for my top three i'll just give um let's see did i like made in abyss or my hero academia more this week uh yeah okay third place would be my hero academia then second place would be i know one of my top two are but i'm suddenly wavering on what order i want to put them in i will go yeah let's do uh, Jojo second place, Blue Lock first. Okay, so this week Jojo finally makes its first appearance of the year in the third place slot. Yasuhime second place and Maiden Abyss for the top spot. Okay. Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't. I, I, I didn't quite. What did you see? Your second choice was Yasuhime. Okay. All right. Yeah, okay, so that's our top three. Anything else to discuss? Yeah, um, so this week I just decided to watch uh, an a season of an anime. I just, I got an email from Crunchyroll, and I was like, okay, this show sounds pretty interesting, so I'll give it a try. And I proceeded to watch the whole first season of it, so... Um, it's called The Misfit of Demon King Academy. Uh, it's, it's Isekai without actually being Isekai. So, like, it totally feels like an Isekai, but it, it technically isn't. Um, basically, you've got this one guy, he used to be the Demon King, and he got bored. So he, he kind of, uh reincarnated like 2,000 years later and um, so he's now living in this world 2,000 years later but he's still as powerful as he once was so basically he's just super overpowered I mean this guy is like his name's Anos he is like the main character in Overlord, just like ridiculously overpowered, and every time something bad happens to 
someone he loves. He's able, he can raise people from the dead. Like, I mean, he is just completely ridiculously overpowered. Um, the, the thing I got interested in were a couple of the girls, uh, Misa and Sasa. Uh, they're twin sisters who look a lot different from each other. Um, they, they are the only reason the show is any good, really. Is those those two girls? Um, he has a fa- like he got reborn in a family where his mother is like super protective of him, which is kind of funny because he's so ridiculously overpowered that uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's just yeah. So that, there's a bunch of stuff that goes on, and and what the weirdest thing about this thing about this whole show is like he would say I'm the demon king and like everyone's like okay like as if it's not anything special but then they see his power and they still don't don't think anything more of him by the way he's called it's the show is called the misfit of demon king academy but there's misfit doesn't really make much sense in this so like they call him a misfit but I I don't know unless they're just saying he's more powerful than everybody else that's that's really the only thing I could think of that he's a misfit in mm-hmm. like like it's not like he's really all that different from most of the other people there so yeah I thought it was a pretty good first season I think it could definitely be better, but I gave it a seven out of ten. So take take that what you will. Um, you said it was. You compared it to Overlord. Did you think yeah. this was better um, than Overlord? Yeah, it was better. Okay, it was better than Overlord, but I don't think you'd like it. I think you'd have the same problem as me with how overpowered the main character is. I just like the girls. The girls, because the girls are like Ray Ainami and Asuka Langley's story. Like, they literally are. Like, one girl is Ray and the other girl is Asuka. And they, they act exactly like... <laughs> I'm serious. Like, they must... Like, you know, Evangelion influences everything. So mm-hmm. that's not a surprise. So you got Misa is Rei Ayanami and Sasa is Asuka. And uh, that that's the way they are. And uh, they, they are the only ones who really bring anything to the table. Because, like, at first, it's, first Sasa is like, she hates your sister. And then... She has to be killed by Anos and then resurrected in order for her to get over uh, not liking her sister. So, yeah, all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, I I think, though, it was a pretty good show. It just, it just, you wouldn't like it. I, I'm pretty certain of that. I'm pretty certain you wouldn't like it. And I, I, like 
I knew after three episodes, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to suggest we watch this show. But then I was just like, you know, I started watching this thing and I kind of like it. So I'm going to go through the whole first season. I don't know if I'll go to the second season. I might. I, I might even do it this week. Who knows? But um, yeah, so that was my thoughts on that. The Misfit of Demon King Academy. Okay, yeah, in regards to Misfit, because I, I knew a little about this show, I never watched it, but um, mm -hmm. looking at like the description as I understand, wasn't he like considered a misfit, or at least he was supposed to be a misfit, but maybe this didn't last long, because of the fact that um, that like the um, the high, he's like a high, he was reincarnated as a hybrid demon, and those are considered mm -hmm. of lower class, but by like the pure ones, and that's why he yeah, was the misfit. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, this is so. I haven't seen it, I have heard it's funny because you say, Oh, it's an isekai, but it's not technically an isekai. That there have been a decent number of shows that are basically it's kind of like, Okay, we want. Because, you know, the stereotypical isekai. Someone dies, they get reincarnated, and now they're crazy powerful, and everyone likes them, and they beat everyone, and all that um, stuff. And it's kind of like some series are thinking, you know, why do we have to be an isekai to do that? They can just reincarnate into their own world. Um, like, this this exact premise was done uh, by the strongest sage with the weakest crest, and the greatest demon lord is reborn as a typical nobody. <laughs> um, and I did... Well, I saw a bunch, when the strongest sage with the weakest crest premiered. I saw some people saying, "Yeah, this is just a worse version of Misfit of Demon King Academy." That that's what I think I saw someone say. Some people have said it's like, "Look, in this genre of you know, oh, I got reincarnated into my world and now I'm crazy powerful." Misfit of Demon King Academy is supposed is considered to be the better, uh, like the one of the best of that particular mm -hmm. subgenre. Mm -hmm. Um. So, yeah, I, I didn't see it, but I, I know the general sort of premise because I've seen them in the different um, series. It's there, There's so many, it, you've been seeing it so many times now where you're seeing series that basically feel like they could just be in Isekai, it, it, like, but they're not, but they've, even cases with no reincarnation, it's like, oh, hey, wow, I'm, um, people don't like me. Oh, wait, I unlock... It turns out I've got this super crazy ability, and now I can beat everyone. Mm -hmm. um, just that sort of stuff. It's like, this series is like, okay, let's cut the middleman and not um, be another world. Let's just have it all take place in this world. And then other series are like, let's cut the other middleman and not even bother with the reincarnation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, that's interesting um, to find out about. Uh, problem is I keep, is the fact that, um, I keep, um, it, it reminds me of, what, what was the name of it? Let me just look it up. Um, yeah, the title keeps, um, I, I, I was often getting this, cause this one is Misfit of Demon King Academy. I always, I was often getting this mixed up with Welcome to Demon School Iramakun, which I think is a complete, <laughs> is a very different series, um. As I understand, but you, you you know, Demon Academy, Demon School, yeah, yeah, which uh, again brings up the age old question like, why they're called demons, even though 
there's like nothing satanic about them. Like that that's something I'll never understand. Like but like the word demon is used like monster. That's pretty much what it means. But in English it has a totally different meaning, you know? Yeah, well it's weird so um as I understand so there's three words in Japanese that can uh, that will often get translated as um, demon, like in anime and stuff. There's um, oni, there's yokai, and there's akuma. I think it is. Of those, akuma is the one that would at, that like actually kind of corresponds what in the traditional English meaning of demon would mean. Like I think that's the one in. Japanese that you use to like refer to like you know like um Christian demon demons in Christianity and stuff or okay. at least or at least that's what I saw on a website I don't know maybe <laughs> um may, maybe TV tropes I think it was TV tropes was telling me uh, a fib but they'd never mm-hmm. do that right <laughs> anyway uh where is the other one where is oni and yokai like oni is more kind of like an ogre and um yokai is just like a very very broad term for like all sorts of like traditional uh japanese sort of like mythological monsters and uh stuff that's why like on in inuyasha for example they use yokai that is what they are called there but somehow or another they're always translating it as demon in um english there's there's like a few cases i've seen where they actually do say yokai explicitly but then some in other ones they don't translate it like that it's like it's like all the series that have isekai in their name and sometimes they're translated as another world sometimes as parallel world and sometimes they don't even translate it and just call it isekai Uh, there there was a series it's translated english name was my isekai life (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i i wonder it says demon what what demon exactly term were they using um for this i'm um trying to figure out uh oh wait i'm i'm let's see misfit of demon king academy i'm not sure exactly which word i'm looking at these and i'm not recognize i'm looking at a romanization so i don't know which ones of these are supposed to actually be the um Demon King one. Let me just while while I um desperately try to do live research. Was there anything else you um wanted to say about the series? No, that was pretty much it. Okay. Um. Let's see. Okay, so it would have been one of these things. Yeah, I um. I think this one might actually, um, okay, okay, I think I got it. So, there's, for, like, the demon, so I mentioned Akuma, that's, like, the one for, you know, the one used more, the one you would actually use in Japanese to, like, refer to, like, actual demons, or, like, it could be, like, even used to refer to, like, um, Satan, as in, like, you know, the biblical Satan, not Mr. Satan from Dragon Ball. (laughs) Um, but, yeah, that, that Akuma, the, 
moth symbol there, that's one that's used more specifically for like demon or devils or evil spirits. It's more an explicitly bad thing than, you know, yokai or oni, which is, Mm -hmm. I believe, more neutral and just somehow or another, that's how it gets translated into um, English. I I wonder why they do keep up with it because as people have pointed out, it's not really of like the right translation. It's got different connotations. Yeah. Um, just like would any would it, would it have been like an issue if Inuyasha had just been called a half yokai or um or I don't know maybe half I guess I guess you can say like you know calling them like you know half yokai or yokai. Um, all those things sounds a little weirder, but at the same time, that's, you know, after I've watched all of Inuyasha and keep thinking, hearing the word demon, so. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's, I guess, my random stuff um, there. My information about Japanese is probably about 85% accurate. And, yeah, that would be that for... Um, those series all right so i guess after that we'll be discussing what we're going to do we are still waiting for spy families um episode uh to drop um if it comes out this week we might or we might watch it depend not what depending on what we're doing uh what we're doing tentatively though is that we're going to be bringing in another show we're going to be checking out um fate apocrypha and uh, see if it's good or I, I mean it's got I know it's got a bit of a mixed reception, um, but uh, you know we might as well give it a shot as long as I've got a Netflix subscription to watch JoJo. Uh-huh. All right, so we're planning to check out two episodes of that because uh, the first episode I did look at the first episode and yeah, it's, mo- it's very heavy on the exposition. Might as well go to the second so that more stuff can happen. Mm-hmm. And, yep, so we've just got JoJo, Blue Lock, Ruby, Two Fate Apocryphas, and possibly Spy Family to watch for next week. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have anything else to really say, do you? Uh, no. Okay, in that case, everyone, we'll see you next week. Bye, me.